With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. Well, I was studying uh, this afternoon with what I could share with you and from the American Covenant book. And uh, here it is. Got my little light here, so it's a little glary. I'm sorry. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm heading off on a trip. We're going to Colorado, and I'm excited. I had to go get a lock for one of the cases that I'm, that I'm one of my pieces of luggage that I'm bringing. Uh, really important that I get a couple of, 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 of high-quality locks on these cases. And as I went in there, I, I was sort of last minute, right before the store was closing, and as I ran into this hardware store tonight, um, I realized that there was a, a sign on the door. This is California, this is Los Angeles, and so not only uh, are there all sorts of requirements before you can enter into a store, you have to have uh, you know, a, a, a covering on your face to go in there. And I went right up to the counter and I said, hey, I don't have one with me, I left it at home, I, I ran out the door, uh, do you have one that I could use? And they said, no, I'm sorry, we don't. Um, and, and, the, and the dude behind the counter said, hey, you could just hold your, your shirt up over your face like this. And I said, oh, cool. Awesome. And so I was in a rush. I held my shirt up and I ran in. And there was another lady there who just sort of gave me this sort of this snarky look, sort of this, this sort of motherly scolding look. And uh, as I was all by myself down this aisle and I picked up my locks, went to the counter, was giving them my money. And she found her way back around to me and tapped me on the shoulder uh, just as I was saying, thank you, uh, you know, with, with this like this. As I was walking out, she tapped me on the shoulder and under her breath just sort of whispered an unnecessary, annoying, and rude comment, uh, like, a, like an extremely overbearing mother. And, you know, I had to, I had to just sort of bite my tongue. <laughs> I had to keep my cool. Uh, there were many things that I wanted to say in that moment, and I didn't. And, and it fit perfectly with what I was going to share with you this evening from the American Covenant book. And I want to open this up to you. And for those of you who are following along, I'm on page 111. This is chapter 5 of the American Covenant book, The Untold Story. And uh, uh, chapter 111, and this is in this little chapter called The Floating Republic. And the reason I really like this is because it, it, it really is apropos for the kind of situations that we're in today with regard to what's going on attitude-wise with our country. When the pilgrims, okay, we're going back now to the 1600s, when the pilgrims got onto that Mayflower boat and they got onto that boat, their pastor reminded them that of the 102 passengers that were on that boat for that 66-day voyage across the Atlantic Ocean through storms and, and, and difficulties and they, they were going to be sick. They were going to be hungry. They were go it's going to be extremely difficult. More than half of those 102 passengers were not members of that family of faith that was going together. You know that the pilgrims were, were, it was a church body, right? It was a family of faith. It was a church pastored by John Robinson. And that was that little church in Leiden in Holland. And they were going across the ocean the majority of people on that boat were not the pilgrims. They were merchants who had paid for the trip and they were going over for other reasons than what the pilgrims were going over and they had to share the boat together with them. And the pastor said to them, your powers of self-government are going to be tested. 
there will be instances where you are going to be tempted to lose your cool. And he began to warn them about that and to remind them of the importance of their own self-government. They called them the strangers, the pilgrims. The pilgrims were referred to as the saints, the brothers and sisters in the family of faith. And then there were this, the, the, the strangers who were strangers to their, to their congregation. That's why they were called strangers. And there were more strangers than there were saints. And he let them know that there was going to be opportunity for some to be dishonest troublemakers who were going to cause difficulty for them in their, in their sacred journey, in their honorable uh, quest to lay down some roots of freedom and liberty in this new land. And so he, he thought ahead about this and he wrote them a farewell letter. And in this farewell letter, he told them three things. He said, you are going to be tempted to lose your cool. I'm paraphrasing now. And he urged them, first of all, to renew their repentance with God. Second of all, to renew their peace with God. And thirdly, to renew their, their peace with their own conscience. And that these three things would be essential to their mission being successful. First of all, to repent daily, renew their repentance with God. Why? Listen, when we're, when we're harboring selfishness and greed and bitterness and resentment toward other people, we're, no, we're, we're of very little use to God. If we want the power of God flowing through us and accomplishing his purposes in us and through us, to bring heaven to earth, we need to offload the sin and selfishness and pride and greed that trips us up and tangles up our feet and hinders us from finishing the race, from fighting the good fight. And so he said, daily renew your repentance before God. That is, oh God, please forgive me of my sin. Please search my heart like we talked about last night, as King David said in Psalm 139, and know me Know my wicked ways, know my anxieties and anxious thoughts and lead me in the way everlasting. Lead me in the right path. Then he said, renew your peace with God. Repentance leads to peace with God, right? When we're not harboring animosity toward God and toward others, when we repent and turn, which means to turn away from those things, to change our thinking and turn toward God and have our mind renewed by the things he tells us, refreshed, renewed, repentance is refreshing, God's word is renewing of our mind, and when we understand the gospel, we find peace with God again and again and again. And again, daily preach the gospel to yourself. Remind yourself that it's because of Jesus on the cross who paid the price for my sin that I can stand in the presence of God. And I'm fully known by God. And yet, I'm not despised for who I am. I'm deeply loved. I'm totally forgiven. I am fully accepted by God. And he's making me a brand new creature. That is peace 
with God. And he said to the pilgrims, renew that every single day. And then renew peace with your own conscience. The Bible speaks of having a sincere faith and a clean conscience. When my conscience is, is, is cluttered, when I have a guilty conscience, it keeps me from praying. Because when I pray to God, I know that he sees the guilt in my heart. I need to have a clear conscience. And that comes by confessing and forsaking my sin. Acknowledging that I've done wrong. And saying, oh God, please forgive me. Like Jesus said, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Why did Pastor John Robinson say these three things were so important? Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian Healthcare Ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. He said, these three things are important so that you can be at peace with all men and neither give offense, be offensive to other people, we don't want you to do that, nor easily take offense that is being given to you by others. You see, it was going to be easy for them to lose their cool and give offense because of the difficult circumstances, and it was going to be easy for them to be offended by others who were in difficult circumstances and the people who didn't even share their faith or their moral standards or their their covenant community ethics. And he said, do this so that you won't be thrown off guard and off balance when these things suddenly happen. And you're not over-affected by them. What happened to me in the hardware store today was no big deal. It was a, it was a silly little thing. It was a little off-handed thing. And, and you know, some, um, you know, oh, oh. <laughs> I almost did it just now. I almost just, uh, I need to bite my tongue. Because it's so easy to lose your cool when people are annoying and people say unnecessary things or offensive things. And I need to remember that I have offended God and that he's been kind and gracious to me. And therefore, I must be understanding of other people's offensiveness and I must not give offense and instead extend grace and kindness and understanding 
and empathy, knowing that people are in a very stressful time right now. And I think this is a good word for us tonight as we go through this time in our country. It's a very stressful time. It's a time where the country is deeply divided over issues of race, issues of gender, issues of all sorts of identity factors, issues of religion, issues of politics, issues of medical status, which by the way, I think is all by design to weaken us as a people. And the antidote to that is Renew your repentance with God every morning, and I will too. Renew your peace with God every morning by reminding yourself of the gospel and the grace by which you stand in his presence as you pray. Not because we deserve it, but by his grace and what Jesus did for us. And renew your peace with your own conscience by offloading the guilt through confessing your sin and having a clean and clear conscience so that you can move through the day with confidence and peace and courage. And this is going to be so important in the days of ahead as things get more and more tense and more and more difficult. People are going to look for who has kept their head, who has a sound mind, who has a spirit of love in the midst of all of this chaos and confusion and it should be the family of faith it should be you and me as we remember back to the suffering and sacrifices and unbelievable courage and faith that these brothers and sisters on that little mayflower had surrounded by more who disagreed with them than who agreed with them let's you and I Keep that spirit of being at peace with all men and all women as much as is possible with us. Not giving offense and not being super sensitive to where we are offended easily by others. And extend the grace that God extends to us toward those around us. And I believe that God will use us to lead the way to a better tomorrow. The mandates of heaven are the way to go. But a lot of people don't realize that yet. Let your conduct be such that they're attracted to your kindness and your peace and your sound judgment. That they want to know the source of it. And then you can point them to the strategy that has always worked and always produced maximum human flourishing. Having your heart right with God, letting that freedom in your heart burst out of your chest into your home and begin to heavenize your household, your family, in your marriage, with your children and your grandchildren. And then as a family, begin to move into the community and conduct your business in such a way that reflects the, the ethics of heaven. And all the way out to your county, to your state, and to the nation. Little lights, little, little fires of faith and character and virtue. 
growing and growing and joining together until we're one whole nation with millions and millions, hundreds of millions of people and families who are experiencing revival. That's my prayer. That's my hope. And together we can do it. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.